Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to another edition of Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily. Come on, the magpies. We've been bought. We're going to dominate the world. <laughs> Goodbye, Mike Ashley. Goodbye. Anyway, for those of you who don't give a damn about football, welcome. Me. Think. So here on the Wrestling Daily YouTube channel, as you can see, I am being flanked by the ever lovely Steph Chase. How are you? I'm very good. Obviously not as happy as you about something to Newcastle, but I'm very good. Thank you. <laughs> Yes, and we got bought Steph today. We're like the richest club in the world now. Wow. So, yeah, we're going to sign people and be mildly better than we are. It's going to be great, but <laughs> not as great as a Thursday edition of Wrestling Daily. We are going to get into <laughs> the titular news shortly. We'll have a little bit of talk about Dynamite and AJ Lee, AJ Mendez, back in the wrestling business, yeah. which is really, really cool. Uh, just want to let you guys know at the top of the show, if you want to have your say and get involved, you know what to do. It's wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestling daily. Give us those ultra chats. We love the hot takes and your opinions and thumbs up, subscribe while you're here. Without further ado, as we like to do now, the titular news. Now, Steph, you will have seen recently that uh, Cassidy Haynes of Bodyslam.net, who, by the way, is the same man that broke Daniel Bryan joining the company and when he would debut, did a report suggesting that the EVPs, which, of course, as we know, are Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes, had their powers almost stripped back from what mm -hmm. the original concept of AEW was. Uh, let me read a small excerpt from Cassidy's report where he says, basically they are EVPs in name only in 2021. They no longer have final say in creative or talent hiring. I don't know that they ever did uh, mm -hmm. any of them. TK pulled back on the reins and took power away from all um, elsewhere in here. It said that they do particular jobs now. So Cody Rhodes uh, was the only EVP to regularly attend the office meetings. Um, but that role and his input on creative has greatly diminished, was the quote. Mac Jackson's EVP role more focuses on uh, doing the merchandise with his wife, Dana. Nick Jackson is busy with BTE. Kenny Omega very hands-on with the gaming aspect and the women's division. Um, yeah. And apparently that's kind of where they're still 
act, but in terms of creative and putting the shows together, it says their roles have diminished. Interestingly, Steph, Tony Khan has kind of re, you know, rebuked that statement. Rebuked? I'm not sure. Um, but either way, he's denied it. And he said that he felt it was disingenuous. Um, that he said that twice. In fact, while speaking to Mike Johnson of PW Insider, I think we all know that Tony's been much more hands-on as time has gone. But he basically says about it was his new year's resolution in 2020 that he was going to be more hands-on and across everything we know that there needs to be one final voice and tony khan feels as that has been channeled the product is better and i think it's hard to argue i also think steph that it wasn't uh i'm not I don't want to like disparage Cassidy's report, but what I mean is I don't think it was ever a secret that Tony was hands-on in the final say. Yeah. So I think, I think we discussed this last week, but I think that the report just felt like stuff we already knew, but trying to make it seem spicier. And Mm. I think that's probably what Tony means about it being disingenuous. But I know when I read the report last week, it was one of those stories that I read and think, duh, like we've known this since like January 2020. So yeah, I feel like it kind of reads that, you know, the power being stripped away and stuff kind of just reads like it it was this big like coup by Tony Khan in his own company. When yeah. I think that they've all just settled into the roles that work best, you know, with their strengths. And yeah. Tony's strength is definitely the booker. Um, Matt and the merchandising, Kenny with the women's division, um, Nick with the well, Kenny with the video games, you know, all of that. I think they've kind of just settled into their roles because it was never going to work having all these cooks in one, like around one pot here, like making all these final decisions. So yeah, I just think that things are as we've known them to be. And I could see why he was kind of angry about the report, maybe Tony, because it, it did make it seem like there was something like worse going on. And I think especially with Cody, because of separate reports about Cody, I think people kind of zeroed in on that bit, especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's worth noting in the in Cassidy's report as well. He said that Cody has kind of been distant from yeah. the rest of his elite friends. Uh, he's kind of on the outside looking in, to quote the report. And it's it's a it's a funny one because I I believe AEW to be a very collaborative place anyway. Whether you are mm-hmm. an EVP or anyone else on the roster, it seems like they have a good input and you can have a good dialogue with Tony Khan about your character and what's going on. So, you know, I think it's always great that someone has the final say. You have to be that way. We know WCW Mm -hmm. shows us what happens if that isn't the case. Um, And I think Tony Khan has grown and grown in this role. I really do. I feel like he's learning as he goes. How could he not? It's not like he did this before. But with this kind of blank canvas, he's created something really special. So I think it's... I I don't want to... Yeah, the report makes it sound like he sat them all down. He went, you know what? No. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. I'm taking all this away from you guys. You haven't done your part. And it's, it's my show. I don't believe it's ever been like that. I just feel like they've streamlined responsibilities as it's gone. As Steph has correctly said, they've just gone, you know what? This works. You, you're yeah. passionate about this. You handle this. And they've spread themselves to the best possible areas. Um, and the results would suggest 
that things are going pretty damn well. So, yes, no, no, no problem with that. Uh, moving along, let's talk about Dynamite. That was last night. And it's going to lead us into our second bit of news. We did see Bobby Fish um, contending, I guess is the word, with Sammy Guevara for the TNT title. Uh, second match on the show. He signed a deal, Steph. Bobby Fish is now all elite. Are you surprised? Yeah. What's your reaction? Um, I mean, I would have taken out my checkbook for Bobby Fish. Uh, he probably has something to offer, maybe to help like very young guys on like dark elevation. Don't see him becoming like a big name in AEW, especially with all the other people that have just been signed. So I guess good for Bobby Fish, kind of at this stage of his career. But it, it's not like it's not a signing that really makes me excited or anything like that. I think even the Bobby Fish is all elite thing, I think, went over a lot of people's heads anyway. Mm. <laughs> it's just like, okay, it's Bobby Fish. You know, he's an older guy. He's a good worker. I know that um, you know, Tony Khan's a big Ring of Honor fan. He probably watched him a lot there. And he's a friend of Adam Cole. So it doesn't surprise me. But it's not one of the most exciting signings to happen in the past twelve yeah. months, let alone like three months. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't feel like he's coming in to be a major player or anything like that. And yeah. you know, but again, like you said, he's a great hand, mm-hmm. um, got a lot of experience to lend. You could definitely utilize him, and you know, maybe gradually they're just going to pick up the undisputed era. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they're just going to gradually pick them up and go oh, you know well, what they can but i'd keep them away from adam cole <laughs> yeah yeah this is it um and it's funny that you know i thought in the wwe world i don't think they would have been able to resist like having cole and fish in the same segment or something last night but alas uh fish did his own thing with the tnt title cole again the, the show opener i thought was really good um but yeah i feel like in terms of the signing it's just, yeah, you, it, I don't think AEW, people keep saying about this like imaginary boundary stuff, right? Where yeah. it's like, oh, you, you can't have too much or they're going to have to let some people go soon. But yeah. I think Tony, with all of the shows they've got, he really finds a way to utilize everyone. So, you know, until that isn't the case, I don't think there's any real reason to yeah. to get, you know, to get kind of pessimistic about that. Um, I just feel like Bobby Fish is being brought in because he's a good hand. Um, and another thing as well, like he's always been a really good tag team wrestler. So maybe you do something with that to bring out the best in someone else. I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah. A kind of player coach role, I think, would suit him best at this stage. Um, but yeah, I think he could definitely help a lot of guys. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Speaking of different roles... Steph, uh, AJ Mendez. Let's get into that ever so quickly. Uh, she has been announced as an executive producer alongside mm. Jeannie Buss, who is uh, the, the owner of the Lakers, I believe, um, for Wow! Women of Wrestling. Uh, wow! Of course we, yeah. Ah. Um, so we know that Tessa Blanchard is like one of the marquee signings they're going with, um, but AJ is not going to wrestle, as you know, CM Punk has pointed out to us yeah. many times. She does have neck issues, but she's going to be a color commentator, executive producer, so you know, involved in the product. I, was, I just think it's great that she's back involved in wrestling. Full stop, Steph. Yeah, I think it's really great that she's back in wrestling. The wild thing was very random. Really bad time to do a press conference, even though there was a lot of wrestling fans on Twitter. At the same time, it's like, why are you doing this during Dynamite? Um, I think we've been wondering for a long time who would give Tessa Blanchard another chance. The question is now answered so people can stop asking about freaking Tessa Blanchard. Uh, We'll see what happens there. Actually, the very fact that Tessa was signed to the company, that I think took me back the most about AJ signing I was like okay wow like interesting choice um but I'm I really like that she's involved in wrestling again I think she'll be a very good um producer I think she has great experience but I can imagine that she has that her experience about what is actually good for women's wrestling will really come into play like given you know the time she spent in in wwe and kind of the way it was then when when she was around but Mm. it's nice to see her back involved in the wrestling business and i think she'll be a good commentator as well i always thought she was really good on the mic too and that's something that she really got over with in the early days so yeah i'm glad i'm happy for her yeah oh gm in wwe as well like yeah I thought she was pretty good. Um, yeah, again, I'm just glad to see her return with a wrestling company. Um, yeah, I was such a fan of her while she was active, and it was a shame kind of how sudden yeah. it ended. Um, and, yeah, we're probably not going to get to re- yeah, watch her wrestle again. That's fine. But I always feel like uh, – and, and it's similar to CM Punk with AEW now, and I know that that's a very lazy comparison because they're together – but like that you find your love for wrestling again. You know what I mean? That you find a project that, that gets you excited. And clearly that is the case for an all women's product. Like, wow, for AJ Mendes. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think I would have been happier if she'd found a role in, in AEW, you know, mm. helping the women backstage or doing some women's commentary, like something like that. But it's nice to see that she's found somewhere. And maybe because this is, I know it's like a relaunch, but it is a, a new endeavor, basically, that she can maybe help create something really great that we haven't seen before. I like this question from Nad uh, Jamil. He says, do you think AEW will work with WoW because of the AJ connection? I mean, they could anyway, but it's worth <laughs> worth thinking about, right? Yeah, maybe once they get off the ground, but that's just going to start more freaking Tessa Blanchard yeah. questions. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> really? So, yeah, we'll see. Maybe they'll work with the rest of the roster. <laughs> there, you, there you go, Steph. Ryan Klotz says, Hey all, Steph looking fab. I was Thank gonna, you, Ryan. I, br I bring this up to say this. Your hair has settled in now, Steph. It's getting, <laughs> it's getting blonder. Thank you. <laughs> it calmed down from last week. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, we do have an ultra chat to get into from, you guessed it, Bo Hill. And he says, he's got three points, Steph. He, I mean, he's he's earning wow. his money. He's, he's really enjoying his money here. Uh, number one. For, I was going to say, I hope he paid for each separately, but apparently not. <laughs> no, no. He's, he's absolutely <laughs> skirted around the rules. Uh, when Malachi Black and Miro cross paths, it's going to be amazing. Devil with Amnesia versus the Redeemer. Mm, I, hadn't even, I haven't even thought about the gimmick kind of cross-pollination there, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm one of those people, Steph, that I don't believe if you've worked together in WWE, and I don't know how much they did, um, or you've come mm -hmm. from the same place, that therefore it's not fresh to do it in AEW. Because I feel like, you know, that'd be like saying John Moxley and anyone. It's not fresh. Malachi Black is not Alistair Black. Miro is sure as fuck not Rusev. So yeah. I feel like uh, there's a lot of opportunities for these guys that we shouldn't kind of discount just because I've already been together before in another company. Yeah, there's loads of former WWE guys I'd like to see match up with each other. But these two in particular are nothing like how we saw them in WWE. I mean, if we were to go back to kind of the last time we saw them, Alistair Black was a guy in a cupboard that couldn't get a storyline nor win. Um, and Miro was a guy whose wife cheated on him and he never even got any revenge of the love triangle he was in. So now we have two completely different characters because first off, Miro uh, is back together with his wife uh, you know, and references her all the time. And Malachi Black is, um, I think he's he's made his, he's definitely made like his character acceptable to me because I was a, a bit wary of him um, going into like fiend levels. But no, he's done a great job. Um, I like him so much now in AEW. So mm. yeah, this would be a completely fresh match for me, even if they have ever wrestled before. And those two though, anyone like Moxley, Jericho, Brian, anyone you know from WWE. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like it that you bring up Miro always mentioning his wife because I'll tell you what popped me good last night was John, Mox John Moxley calling his child <laughs> <Yeah>. insane. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like the, the, the promo was going along like so normally until that point. And I was like, whoa, uh, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Um, also, number two, Leo and Dante. I am definitely here for it i um as far as like unions go or or you know partnerships i think leo rush could be great for anyone like he's such a good talker like an unbelievably charismatic good talker can obviously go in the ring dante looks like he could 
really benefit from that. I don't, I'm not saying he needs anything in particular, but it wouldn't help. It wouldn't hurt to get like another layer to the man, you know, like other than yes. incredible in the ring. Dante talking on dynamite, he was absolutely fine, but Leo would definitely help him. He'd be a really good hype man for him, but then they'd also work very well as a team with his brother still being out. And even when his brother comes back, like a trio uh, would be really good. Anything to stop young wrestlers, wrestlers on the rise going with Matt Hardy. If Leo Rush can, <laughs> can like manage your money or give you some kind of financial advice or anything to do with that, like uh, to stop you turning to Matt Hardy, then yes like <laughs> please <laughs> so i would absolutely I, i'd be down for dante and, and leo rush teaming up yeah uh, and number three is tbs title should go to kira hogan mainly because i love her and she is awesome uh bo hill i mean kira hogan fan over here but um i i i've said i think i said this when the rumors were coming about i love this idea of like a mid-card women's title just because i've never yeah. seen anything like that in in a major north well in wwe basically but you know what i mean it, on a grand stage it it should and i use that word profoundly it should give women more opportunities and more stories on the show yeah absolutely um especially now that they have two shows and i think in the new year when we get the channel switch it might become uh, even more pronounced but i think the tbs title is a really great idea um, and I think that I I feel I kind of feel like it's custom made for Jade Cargill is who I think is going to be Ooh. the first person to get it, just because because it's a secondary women's title and she's still green. It means that the matches that she can have defending it can be a little less like big opponents high stakes. It can be a little more like when we had like open challenges for the TNT title, like she could face someone that we haven't seen much of, someone brought in as a wet. Uh, like a one-off so she can mm -hmm. get kind of really rack up wins with it without her having to pin anyone that's really high up in the company yeah um, and you know what i might be wrong but i'm sure i saw today that jade is number one ranked like mm. to Britt baker so it's how are they going to get themselves out of that you know if they're, if they're not going to go all yeah. the way with jade immediately and i've said this before i feel like you do give her the brock lesnar treatment but a couple of matches lately i understand why people be like hmm, she's pretty green so mm -hmm. you might not want to make her like the monster just yet maybe if mm -hmm. you know maybe early next year might be or middle next year would be better but she's in the number one spot now so how are they going to kind of get themselves out of that um that's that's the conundrum they did it with hangman page i guess which does yeah bring me back to a point i want to finish on what did you make of the return last night because the pop was excellent I was so excited. I'm in my French jacket as tribute um, to Hangman. And uh, yeah. I, I think that every, I, I think all the time we hear the question about Hangman Page where we, all the like hardcore day one AW fans know that he's the guy. And we, we really know the script on this one that he's, he has to beat Omega. But you always get the question of, well, when, 
crowds come back when they still care about Adam Page. If this happens mm. when they still care about Adam Page. If we bring in CM Punk and Brian Danielson when they still care about Adam Page. And last night the reception for him was so huge. The fans even booed Moxley over Hangman Page. And it just showed that at the end of the day, like no matter who they bring in and what happens, we we all know that Adam Page is the guy and like that is the match we're really working towards, even if there's like bumps in the roads or distractions. So I'm glad that he got that great reception coming back. And it was such a great match. I loved how long it took him to unhook the chip <laughs> to give you just a little bit. You know, he's an anxious millennial cowboy. Uh, I can be very anxious too. If I was standing on top of a ladder and I had to unhook a chip, I would be very anxiously doing this, thinking, will I fall or stumble? So I totally get, you know, how <laughs> that bit. But it was a really, really great moment. And he had to be the guy. Once he came in that match, there's no one else that could have won. Yeah, absolutely agreed. Uh, we do have, and I just want to say, I still think Hangman Page is the guy to dethrone Kenny. Yeah, I said it. Um, but we do have a ultra chat to finish on here from Matty, who says, "Hey, Alex and Steph, uh, Steph, what are your thoughts on the draft?" <laughs> I have none. <laughs> Why I did you ask none. her this question, Matt? Uh, Why? My, thought, my thoughts are like it's oh, it's like who cares? They just got it. They did freaking draft before Survivor Series. And hot shot a load of things like oh, break up the new day again. Oh, mm. Drew McIntyre is coming to SmackDown. Big deal. I mean, <laughs> this is harsh, but like these are my thoughts. Nothing changes. The cogs just keep turning. Yeah, mm. and um, like cable, cable it for no bloody reason, just so people could tweet about it. Like whatever, and it's so badly executed. Like they could actually do this a fun show and make it sports-like, but it was yeah. it's like they've had better presentations of the draft in like years before. Just no yeah, thought goes into it. I, I don't understand. Like, you know what bothers me about it? And, and I, I'm open to being corrected here, but like, who the fuck are making the picks? Right? I like, know. Seriously, it's who like, are making the picks? No like, one. It, it, there used to be like GMs and even though this was shitty too, but like battling over who gets what or whatever. Yeah. It's like who makes the picks of the draft? God. Like it's just it's so, so badly done. It's so just not worth your time watching. Sorry, yeah, guys. Like you know, like, like Sonia and, and, and uh Adam Pierce are up there and they're reading the the picks, and I'm thinking, well, they're the only actual WWE officials. Yeah on screen like who who are giving them the picks where are they getting them from it's just it's a simple thing to explain <laughs> it was made to be so mad it would be uh. more fun if they pulled names out of a hat like seriously it would be more fun if it was just let's pull some names out of the hat like when vince was going to give away a million dollars like <laughs> <laughs> good good time that was uh matty still has more by the way he says the hangman pop was insane uh with AEW turning to happy birthday. What are your Jesus Christ, Matt? You always do this. What are your top five AEW moments over the past two years? Great to see AJ back. Always liked her. My favorite Raw GM. Have a good weekend, guys. You too, Matthew. Um, wow. Right. Okay, we'll, we'll finish can, on this. Top five. I can do it, but it's not in order. But okay. I'm sure I can do it. Um, right. Uh, not in order. The debut of Sting. I actually cried. Um, the, 
MJF's turn on the inner circle and the first time yeah. we saw the pinnacle together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The ending of Arcade Anarchy, where is my mind playing while they hugged and Sue gave a thumbs up. Um wow, okay. Now I've got two left. Oh, oh, Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa light, lights art match. That was yeah. just a total milestone for women's wrestling on TV in general, any company. Um, and whew, um, mm, mm, mm. oh, I feel like I really did like when Kenny ran off with the title, but that was this that was Winter's Coming, so that was the same as the Sting one. So mm. you can have a go while I think if there's another one that I'm oh. forgetting. I mean, I've seen someone say CM Punk debut, but it, I mean, it wasn't. On that was Rampage. So. Um, yeah, exactly. That doesn't count. I, I, I want to say just in general, the Brody Lee tribute show, just because I felt like that was so wonderfully done and uplifting in the most difficult. Like, yeah, I can't imagine how difficult it is to write that show. Like, just, just, yeah. just think about it for a second. How difficult it is to honor him properly, gauge the mood you know book book an entertaining show and leave everyone feeling great about Brody Lee like it was I thought yeah. it was amazingly well done I really did I totally agree on that I've seen like a lot of people do put that in their top five top ten moments I always don't just because of the circumstances it's yeah. one of the best standalone episodes of Dynamite ever um especially you know when you know like the full story everything behind it. it it was so well done I just always feel like I can't put it in a top five because i wish it never had to happen you know what i mean yeah, i do yeah. understand that i do understand yeah that. um and, go on carry, no carry on because one hasn't come to me yet <laughs> you know there's a couple that i like like um i remember i think it was cody after the cage match of wardlow like just how mad yes. like mental the crowd, like, you know, it's night and day to what it is now. Like, he was so red hot, unbelievably. Um, man, there's just a few great moments like that. And, yeah, I don't know. I, I think really you like them, that choice. I like the choice of Cody. That's a really early moment. But that was that was wonderful when he had, um, that after that cage match with Wardlow, that was really, really great. Um, there's one I saw uh, in the chat. I, I did very enjoy Blood and Guts. I put that in a top 10, not a top five. The parking lot street fight that um, Annika Wilson says, that was that mm. was really, really great. That was very, quite reminiscent of the uh, Arcade Anarchy, where it's just one of those out of nowhere matches with the best friends. That's just completely awesome. Um, Another match I'd mentioned from the early days that's kind of forgotten is Jericho versus Darby Allen it was just a great, yeah. great match. Like really the beginning of Darby's story, I think. This is such a shout from Yoko Littner, Cody's Jericho promo, where, you know, mm -hmm. he, he goes on about his last chance and, you know, wanting to, oh man, like that he was, again, he was like on the mic, everything. He was absolutely on fire. And with that, yeah. I will say as well, my promo of 2020, do you remember what it was, Steph? Oh, I remember what mine was. Was yours Cody? <laughs> Sorry. Mine, I remember yeah, what mine well, was. Cody's 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 in it, but my promo of 2020 was Jake the Snake. Right. Oh yeah. I love that segment still to this day. Yes. You watch it. The last two lines are absolutely killer, but the whole thing is is amazing. Like those are moments that really 
stick out in in my mind anyway with that being said thank you so much guys for joining us time has run out here on wrestling daily steph quickly where can people find your great content this week yeah go um to stephanie cheers wrestling on youtube join me in about an hour for aw weekly and then join me on saturday when i talk about rampage there you go. Make sure you do that. Support our lovely Steph Chase uh, while you're here as well. Thumbs up. Subscribe. We thank you so much for your custom here on Wrestling Daily. I'll be back tomorrow with Phil Lindsay and the Grapsity Boys. Until then, we will see you later here on Wrestling Daily. Bye-bye. <laughs>